Welcome to Beauty and the Gee, the podcast about jujitsu and so much more. I'm Jen Eads, a white belt full of curiosity and questions about all the things jujitsu. And I'm AJ Klingerman, a Brazilian jujitsu brown belt obsessed with jujitsu. And today we are talking about what makes a good coach. Yeah. Before we talk about that, I'd like to flashback to our previous episode where we were doing the PANS recap. Uh-huh. And we were talking about quote unquote participation medals or uh-huh. you know, like coming in third out of three or whatever. And so if you haven't listened to that, please go back and listen to it. I actually got a lot of private messages um, where people found it very helpful. Um, where, you know, like maybe they had a lot of shame in coming in third out of three people and that's just not what we want. So definitely go back and listen to that because I think it really resonated with some people. I'll have a link to it in the show notes (laughs) because that's what I do. That's what you do. I appreciate that. (laughs) So here's the thing. You go to different classes with different coaches. Right. So you don't have to like call out which ones are doing great things or not great things. But like, I'd just be interested to know, like, what are the things you value in your coaches that you notice? I think it's a lot of different things. It's cool to have that luxury of getting to go experience different coaches because there are definitely things For example, just like when Coach Chris was teaching the other day, he's going to touch on things that you might not necessarily. Everybody has like certain little things. Mm -hmm. I've been really fortunate that no matter who's been coaching that class, I always get something out of it. It's good. And I think I think a lot of it kind of depends on the class. I think somebody that is for patience is probably the biggest one. Because it's scary going in, especially if you're brand new, like you already feel kind of dumb and overwhelmed by everything. So just some kindness and some patience and encouragement are probably the biggest things. And then I think having someone that if I go to you and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Can you help me? And just taking that time to Help me figure it out because I know that you see so much that I don't even know that is happening. Yeah. (laughs) And I think what something else that's really helpful that you do is you'll say, oh, you know, I did something really well. And I was like, did we experience the same role? (laughs) Because all I see and feel is what I didn't do. Right. And it's really nice to have that second set of eyes that's not actually participating in the role that can objectively look at it and actually point out things that might have gone better than I thought. Yeah. That's that one wing coming out, like wanting to fix the negatives (laughs) instead of seeing the positives. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I felt the eight come out too. Yeah. Challenger last, I think it was Tuesday. Uh I was like, I saw it. Yeah. You saw that? I did witness that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, Jen got a little mad today. (laughs) Yeah. But what was great is that by the time I got to the first stoplight on the way home, I was over it. Good. I don't know what's happened. It must be the excellent coaching that I'm getting. <laughs> but I didn't beat myself up about it. So I feel like there's a little progress being made. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. Yeah. And I didn't ask I didn't ask you the question with the intention of like tell me what I do well. <laughs> But you're kind of my experience, so that's what's going to happen. My bad. (laughs) I just want to point out that was not my intention. (laughs) But, you know, like as as the student, you know, for me, I don't get a lot of like coaching time anymore. I don't get Mm -hmm. to experience a lot of 
classes with a coach. I typically am the coach, um, but I still know what makes a good coach. And a lot of those I strive, you know, to do myself, but just, you know, it's important for me to notice what other people are doing. I remember JT Torres came in and taught a seminar and he was very good at teaching. But one thing I noticed that I really liked was after anyone asked a question, he always was like, that's a very good question. And so like, I try to like witness that and take it to heart. And like, I try to make sure that I'm telling people they're asking good questions. Yeah. Um, I know I was actually just hearing a story the other day uh, where this guy in class was, you know, asked some question and the coach was like, ah, you're an idiot. Like, you know, joking with him. But Uh that guy was like, I will never ask a question again. You know, like just felt like, because it's, it is tough to ask questions in front of everybody. You know, like you feel kind of vulnerable, like I'm sure everybody else knows this, which is never true. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I do make sure that I try to always tell people like, that's a great question. I really appreciate it. Um, We've got a kid, Cameron at Greenwood that asks questions constantly and so I made sure one night to like really call him out about it you know Mm -hmm. like I want you to know that I appreciate that you ask questions all the time because other people have those same questions oh totally and are afraid to ask or not sure how to like formulate the question or Uh whatever and he was so surprised because he was like I'm always worried I'm bothering people with all my questions (laughs) like absolutely not like I appreciate that you know yeah I think reading the room is important too. like being able to know like different people need different things. You know, sometimes I'll show up with a very specific goal in mind. Like we have a curriculum. I'm going to teach off the curriculum, but like what we're going to focus on aside from that might change based on who's there. Um, If we've got a lot of new people, we're not going to just do a ton of hard rounds. (laughs) Like (laughs) no one knows what they're doing. So like that's probably not the best way to go. But if we have a room full of competitors, like great, let's do a bunch of hard rounds. You know, like reading the room is important too and being able to individually help people. I try to like even take notes. If I'm not rolling, then I'm trying to take notes watching other people. And, you know, sometimes at the end of class, like I've stood up at the end of class and been like, okay, here's your note. Here's your note. Uh note." (laughs) Um, Just to kind of give you an idea of like, I am watching, I am paying attention. um, And here's something that you can work on that isn't in curriculum right now. But, you know, next class, be sure to ask me about it or ask a coach or whatever will help you out. That's super helpful, too. And I also like that from if you notice somebody else doing it, chances are really good that I'm probably doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, and you know, you mentioned earlier, like you can come up to me and say you're struggling with something that can be a move or it can be like a mental block. Yeah. Or it can be like, hey, I'm having a really hard time at home right now. So like if I just leave the mat crying, just let me go. (laughs) You know, like (laughs) that's fine. You know, like, but it, I do appreciate that, you know, I feel like my students can always come tell me like, hey, I'm struggling with this on or off the mat. Yeah. And that I can kind of help guide in some way. Yeah. So one thing that you did today that I thought was really helpful since there's a competition coming up and you were talking about how, like, if you're not available, but if we're there and we're not competing, how we can help coach our teammates and step up without like really coaching, because it's nice to know that there are things that I can do that are still helpful. Yeah. Yeah. I dubbed you all coaches. Yes. In, <laughs> in class today. Um, they've all been knighted. Um, <laughs> but basically just saying like, if you can't get a hold of a coach to, you know, help with your match, grab another white belt. Doesn't matter. 
But, you know, the things that are helpful to do are call time, call points, you know, just make sure they know what's going on in the match. Like, hey, you didn't get takedown points for that. Like, you know, whatever that looks like to be able to just let them know what's going on. Yeah. So that I mean, even just little things like that, I think, are really helpful. When you go to like a a seminar or a camp or something like that, what do you think makes a good coach in in that environment? Ooh, that's totally different. Yeah. Because now I'm thinking about camp. Yeah. And what makes Rachel Cassie is so good. Yeah. Why is she a favorite? I think number one is, well, she's funny. Yep. Yeah. I think humor goes a long way. And she's really good at jujitsu. Yeah. So those are two big things, at least for me. But- It's very, there's just something in the way that she teaches that makes it very approachable. I thought same thing with Christina Barlon Mm -hmm. this past year. I loved her session. There's an art to being able to break down something that might be technical and complicated, Mm -hmm. but really simplifying it so that, like, what are the three main things I need to know about this particular move? What's the one thing that I have to get right? The little the little tiny detail that gets overlooked all the time. Yeah. What's that? Tell me that because probably 99% of the people in the room are missing that same thing. Yep. And I think like part of it, um, you know, saying words. Yeah. Words are good. I, really? Like um, <laughs> I I did have a coach once uh, and if he listens to this, he'll know that it was him. But he said, I don't think you should have to say words like jujitsu is visual. You should be able to look at me and see what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, I get that, but like not everyone can learn that way. Plus people are taking notes so they can't always look at you and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, And they just need to hear it over and over. Your knee goes here, your hand goes here. Where's your hand go here? You know, like Mm -hmm. over and over. And then a few weeks ago he came in and taught and he was like, guys, I'm sorry. I'm talking so much. I'm just really tired. And what's funny about that is I had actually just text Risser because she wasn't on the mat. And I text her and I was like, he is doing an amazing job. He's saying so many words like <laughs> I'm. this is the best I've ever seen him teach. And so it was no sooner that I hit send on that, that he like made that apology. <laughs> and I went up to him and I was like, I just said this is the best you've ever done. <laughs> like words are important. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think, you know even just in like the art of teaching. So like not necessarily in the being a good coach, but like the art of teaching, it is, you know, saying the words, making sure people can see different views of it. Like, so Mm -hmm. turning, rotating the person and then leaving room for questions and that kind of stuff. So I think that all of that's helpful in just like the teaching aspect. Yeah. Being funny, being loud enough for people to hear you. Yeah. 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 Rachel doesn't have a problem with loud. She sure does not. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I always think I'm the loudest person at a tournament until Rachel gets there. <laughs> Girl's got a mouth. <laughs> but we appreciate it. I can always hear her. Yeah, she's great. And I think, you know, like in a, in talking about other ways of being a good coach, you know, like she is very big on leading from the front mm-hmm. um, and not just in tournaments and competing and stuff, but also in class. I remember her telling me that like she had noticed none of her women were doing nogi. They weren't attending the classes. They weren't competing in it. And, you know, she knew that it was because she hates nogi uh-huh. and was always, you know, like I always say where the head goes, the body follows. Yeah. And that is, you know, like she was just like, I hate nogi. I hate, you know, like, <laughs> and then she started going to classes 
And then so did her women, you know, like interesting how that works, isn't it? It's amazing. It is. It really is that lead from the front. Yeah. Though, like and that comes with, you know, like gossip. We've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you can't be the one gossiping because then everybody thinks it's appropriate. And, right. Yeah. When we first started doing like coaches training at my school. So this was back in like maybe 2010. One of the things that we put in the things that the coaches had to do was say something nice about another coach in class. Um, Cause we had some strong personalities. We'll put it that way. Uh-huh. <laughs> and not all of that. our coaches really got along and the students felt that and the students yeah. would like kind of choose sides and kind of, you know, like have their allegiances and alliances. Um, <laughs> and so in what the coaches had to do, one of the things was that they had to say something nice about another coach. And, you know, like whether that was, you know, like I actually really like the way coach blank does this or, you know, if you've learned from coach blank, you know, just like bringing them up and showing them a little respect to the other students. Mm -hmm. And it completely changed the atmosphere at the school. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that comes from leading from the front, both from me and James Mm -hmm. making the coaches do that. Yeah. And then from the coaches in front of the students. Yeah. Well, the other thing that I think is really cool about that, too, as a student is walking into somebody's class the first time you're like, oh, I don't know. Like how, it, it's kind of like when I would go to yoga and yeah. be like, oh, there's a substitute. Like, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you feel kind of that disappointment. But what's nice is when you're hearing other good things about that coach. Yeah. Then it's more, oh, well, this is going to be different, but it's going to be really cool because I've heard these good things about this coach. So it kind of takes that disappointment out of it. Plus it also puts me more at ease. If I hear another coach say, oh, well, yeah, then this coach is probably all right too. Cause coach so-and-so said good things about him or her. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel a little more comfortable just exactly. with that interaction. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely. We asked about this on the role model uh, grappling page, just asking, um, you know, what makes a good coach? And by we, let's just be clear that that was AJ <laughs> because she has things that she does and I put links in the show notes. <laughs> just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. <laughs> um, well, you know, like, honestly, so I don't know if you guys know how Facebook works, but like, if, <laughs> if I post on the role model page, people are more likely to get a notification because my friends that are in the group are going to get a notification. Yeah. Um, I wish that I were friends with everyone in the group. When the group first started, I was requesting every person as a friend. Um, but then I hit 5,000. And so I can. It's so hard to be popular. (laughs) Gosh, I'm I'm not popular. I just, (laughs) I just make friends. (laughs) Um, But so now I can't be friends with everybody in there. But they get a notification that I posted, so they're more likely to see it than they would be if you posted, right? Wait, are you saying I don't have friends? I'm not saying you don't have friends. (laughs) I'm just saying not as many of the role models. Are friends with you? I hope they all. I, at I least have a new goal for this week. <laughs> uh-huh. Look for Jen in your and send me your friend request. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, you know, like I love being friends with the people that listen to the podcast. Like I, I love getting that like instant feedback where they're like, "I'm listening to the podcast right now," and they like answer the questions as uh-huh. we're asking them. Like, um, I just always think that's fun. And when I'm listening to a podcast, I do the same thing, right? Like you kind of like talk out loud. Mm-hmm. To, you're like, oh, I feel that girl. That's yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, so we asked the question, 
I asked the question on the role model page. And um, Risser, of course, had a great answer. Of course. Very thorough. And one of the things that she said or that she mentioned on the post was uh, being present, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that doesn't just mean like, actually physically being able to be there to coach because sometimes we're not able to. Mm -hmm. Um, I always promote the tournaments that I know I can be at. And then I tell you about other tournaments like, hey, you should go to the East Coast tournament that's for blue and white belts. I can't be there, but if you can go, do it, right? So I'm always telling people whether I'll be there to coach or not. If I'm not there to coach, I still want to like, you know, try to text you that morning if I can and, and, you know, tell you good luck or whatever, Follow up to see how it went. Um, watch your matches to, you know, give a breakdown. Even when I'm there to coach. So typically I'm recording as many matches as I can. And I will go through each match and write out notes of what you need to work on, what happened, you know, any of that. And then, like, I try to give you brief notes on that. But, like, if you want to do a private afterwards, then we can, like, fully dive into all of your matches and how to improve. Nice. Um, but aside from competition, you know, like if you don't see somebody for a week or two, just like checking in like, hey, man, are you OK? Like, haven't seen you. I've missed you. You know, like we miss you on the mats, whatever. Or when people are struggling and asking like, hey, I'm just going to take a little break. Just making sure they know that that's OK. Yeah. Like the mats will always welcome them back, you know, like and I typically try to say, you know, like even if you're not coming into train, you know, like stop in and say hi or you know, if we go to dinner, come to dinner, like anything like that, stay involved in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think being present for your students is really important in all aspects if possible. Yeah. And I know that's tough for like really big schools. Right. I mean, I'm sure that's hard, but you have multiple coaches like they should all be a part of that. True. Yeah. I think even just knowing names. <laughs> yeah. And that's hard. I mean, like, that's not an easy it's thing It's not to easy. Do. I called Daniel Patrick three times on Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know what was wrong with my brain. Um, but, you know, so I mess up, too, obviously. Um, and sometimes when I don't know someone's name, I send in a spy. Like, mm-hmm. the other day I was like, Moxie, it's your job to go find out that kid's name. <laughs> um, but, you know, like I do, I try as much as possible to know everyone's name in class because mm-hmm. um, it's important. People want to know that you know who they are and they're yeah. not like sliding through the cracks. Exactly. Luckily at our school, almost all the women are named Jennifer. That is so helpful. <laughs> We had five women in today and three of them were Jennifer's. Jen or Jennifer. Uh Yeah. Yep. Just trying to make it easy for you. It is. It's definitely easy. Although that's not true because constantly then I'll call you Jennifer or Jennifer Jen or, you know, like I just I'm going to start calling all of you Jenny. We're just going to go with that. (laughs) I know how much you all like that. (laughs) What else were you hearing from the group? patience (laughs) yeah that's important because honestly that's the third time i've had to restart that question so yeah patience is a real thing yeah absolutely (laughs) very important um but yeah like you know people are going to learn at all different levels there are going to be people christine ramian oh my god when they came in for the first time like i would teach them a move and instantly they'd have it like Mm -hmm. just perfect flawless instantly that's a rarity. That's uh-huh. why I remember. <laughs> right? Um, that was, I mean, they were 
that was probably seven or eight years ago. That's how I, you know, I remember that very yeah. strongly. Um, but most people are going to learn things slowly. And some people, you know, there's going to be a class where like, they just don't get it. They're not getting it. And they don't have to, right? I, you know, we've talked before on the podcast that I'm real big on this, shake it off and step up. Mm-hmm. If you don't get the move that day, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. You're going to learn it again. You're going to learn other moves that you're going to get. Like if you just can't get something, not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, as you progress, if you're like a purple belt and you still can't do a pendulum sweep, we probably have some problems, right? Like how do I let you get there without that knowledge? That's my failure. <laughs> um, but, you know, just being patient, knowing that people are going to learn at different paces. And yeah, that's very important. I feel like Coach Chris should get a shout out for this week and his patience in teaching pendulum sweeps. That's awesome. I love that he taught pendulum sweeps because, you know, you could teach that constantly and it'd still be a problem. It is. It is. I don't know what it is. I don't either, but it's a struggle for real. And I always love to hear that Coach Chris was patient. That that makes me feel great. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. He's so great. I love Chris. (laughs) He got me a shirt at World's. Pans. I was like, where was I? <laughs> he got me a shirt at Pans that says sometimes and then was sometimes was marked out and it said the king of the mat is a woman. I love it. Yeah, I love that. That's cool. Another thing that like Risser mentioned was that you don't have to be perfect as a coach, right? Like mm-hmm. that you make mistakes. Um, maybe that is not winning matches, you know, like definitely maybe that's forgetting someone's name <laughs> um, or it's. There have been a couple times where like I'll start to teach something and I'll bring everybody back and I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened there. That was not exactly what I meant. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Let's redo this. Delete that from your brain. It's going to be fine. Or, you know, I, I'll miss telling details, you know, like I'll, I'll do it, but like forget to explain it. Mm-hmm. And so I'll bring everyone back and I'll be like, that's my fault. Um, but, you know, just letting them see that you are human. You, you know, we talk about it on the podcast too, that like I've cried for like 20 minutes while rolling just tears the entire time I think it's important that the students realize that the coaches are human Mm -hmm. that they're not perfect that they go through all the same struggles they still have the same times where they feel like they suck at jujitsu or they get nervous at a competition we're all the same in that that's actually helpful I think to see as a student because it just feels like it takes a little bit of the pressure off for uh, I, let me actually speak into the microphone and see what happens. <laughs> <Just> hang on. <laughs> I feel like that takes some pressure off. Like I don't have to be perfect all the time because my coach isn't perfect all the time. And it's, it just, it's one, it doesn't seem like it would be that big of a deal, but it's one of those maybe little things that I think at least for me has a big impact because I have enough of my own perfectionism Yeah. That I'm trying to shut down. I don't need it from somebody else. Yeah. Well, and just to be able to see, like, I don't expect you to win every match. How could I expect that? I don't win every match. Mm -hmm. Far from it. Right. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just things like that. Like, I can't expect that of you. I can't expect you to hit a move instantly the moment I teach it Mm -hmm. because I'm not hitting the moves instantly. You know, like just just to know that we're on the same level i just have been doing it longer hey it's podcast editor jen popping into the episode to share another answer that came in 
to the question that AJ asked in the role model group after we were done recording. I wanted to share the answer that Jax gave, which was a coach that uses sound effects. I don't know why, but for me, the sound effects really help cement a movement. I want to know if sound effects also help you remember movements. So DM us or share this episode and tag us with your answer. We now return to the episode in progress. I think one of the other characteristics of a really good coach is if I see you and I see that you don't win, then it's not like this big epic failure. You are always able to find something, something that you did well or something that you can work on for the next time. Yeah. And it's not, I don't, it's just not like this big, horrible, awful thing. Yeah. Because there's no shame around it. Yeah. It's no big deal. We live to train another day, live to fight another day. And, you know, I highly encourage competition, but I don't want you thinking that if you don't go out there and beat your opponent, you're in trouble next week. Right. (laughs) And I mean, you know, like maybe there are schools that's like that or competition teams that are like that or whatever. Fine. That's, you know, that if that's a place you choose to be an environment you choose to be in. okay. but that's not what I want. Like most of the people doing jujitsu are doing it recreationally. That's I, not. I don't have any big jujitsu dreams right now. Yeah, yeah. I still would really like to win worlds. That would be awesome. Be this year, but maybe <laughs> next year. Oh yeah. So definitely still a goal. And I mean, eventually, I'd like to be a black belt. Obviously. Yeah. I just want to make it to blue, and we'll see what happens. Okay, but just don't make blue the only goal, right? Oh no, 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 no. No, I got to keep going. Good, good. Yeah, <laughs> you have a podcast today. You can't exactly. quit. Exactly. I mean, I you can't cannot ever be that quit. Cliche. No. <laughs> No, I can't. I mean, I can't ever quit now. Right. Yeah. Because there's a podcast. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Last night, this little kid, he's probably like 11, but he was like, mom, she's famous. She was in the newspaper. (laughs) And I was like, the newspaper is the least reason I'm famous. (laughs) I was like, it's probably my podcast. (laughs) Well, you're multiple podcasts. True. I do have to. But I mean, I'm on a podcast with international superstar Jen Eats. Like, that's a big deal, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll always keep coming back just so we can podcast. Yeah, definitely. So I think the main thing about being a good coach is just the desire to be a good coach. Yeah, that goes a long way. Yeah. Like wanting to do good by your students, really like being inclusive to everyone. That's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That's something we didn't really talk about, but that is, that's a big thing, like making it feel like a safe space on the mat Mm -hmm. for everyone. Yeah. Including not saying bad things about people, even if you don't think it's in reference to that person. Mm -hmm. So like I have a girl who's very thin, but very concerned about her weight. Mm -hmm. If she heard a coach talking about, you know, like overweight people, she would take that personally. Mm -hmm. So like, even if you don't think you're saying bad things about the person in front of you, they can still take it personal. Yeah. So, you know, being inclusive and being positive all the time. I mean, not, you know, like I'm not saying all the time, like I'm still telling you I have struggles and that kind of stuff, but I don't talk bad about people. Right. I think that's important. It is. And if you want to learn more about how to create inclusive spaces, I will have links to a couple episodes. We have some really good ones with Jess and with Tori. Yeah. I will link to those in the show notes. Yeah, definitely. You're so good at that. 
That's my job. (laughs) (laughs) So um, just updating people on things happening. We did open the registration for Indie Base Camp, Role Model Camp 2022. I might have already registered. Yes, you did. You did a great job. (laughs) I was like day one. Yeah. The yeah. registration's open. I'm on it. Yeah. So because I knew what I have to podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh-huh. Hold you accountable. That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah. So uh, definitely check that out. I'm sure you have a link to it. Absolutely. The, we have a new venue, and um, you know we've already announced Rachel Casillas. I'm finalizing the other two instructors, both awesome. of which I'm very excited about. I've gotten to learn from one of them before, um, and just has amazing energy. And I just cannot hear enough good things about the other woman so oh good yeah she's constantly everybody's like everyone that's ever done a seminar with the other lady is super pumped about her oh I can't wait yeah I'm very excited so yeah so we're getting all that finalized and then there are still spots for Costa Rica if anybody's interested in that Um, nice and then just you know Christmas and stuff is coming up so Mm -hmm. if you are looking for rash guards geese patches stickers uh, soon we'll have water bottles, crop tops, and T-shirts on the website as well. Nice. So yeah, check out rolemodelswanted.com. I'll have a link. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, I want to shout out to our listeners in Australia. Yeah. One of who messaged us. So just thank you. I can't tell you guys how much it means to get those DMs that you're listening and asking questions or what episodes really resonated with you. So please keep those coming. It's so exciting to open up Instagram and see the little notification that there's a message. Yeah. And people like talk a lot about like old episodes, you yeah. know, like, Hey, I just listened to episode seven about the downward spiral or, <laughs> you know. so if you're new to us, mm-hmm. definitely go back and listen to the old catalog. I think there's some good stuff in there. Oh Yeah. And I have a link to the starter pack of oh, like the yes. first three episodes you should definitely check out. Nice. Very nice. Speaking of Instagram, you'll find us hanging out there at Beauty and the Gee podcast. And I'm on there at Brassy Broad Jen. And I'm AJ Klingerman everywhere you go. And we have the Facebook group, Beauty and the Gee Gang. And if you're in the role model group, send me a friend request and just say that you're in the role model group. <laughs> so I'll not know that you're not some rando. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Yeah, very true. Because, you know, apparently there's a 5,000 people limit. Yes. Yeah, so you might hit it. I so. might hit it. You are international superstar. <laughs> also, if you're ever in the Indianapolis area, hit us up. We yes. have a school on the north side of Indianapolis and on the south side. Um, and we would love for you to come and train with us. And we will see you on, on the, the mat. mat.